0: Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam.
1: I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about black culture,
0: Asian culture,
1: pop culture,
0: culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How are you doing today, Boo? I'm
1: good, I think. I'm struggling a little bit. I think I I don't think I slept in a right position, so I got a little kink in the neck. I know, I know. But you know. Uh, the show must go on. That's why I'm here. I feel rested, but just a little, like I said, the neck area. I think I need someone to massage that out. But then I have a dilemma because I don't really like two people touching me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do do?
0: Maybe uh, muscle relaxers or something.
1: <laughs> you know, there's this uh chiropractor I saw on YouTube who gives like advice. Mm-hmm. And so I I do some of his stretches and they really do help. So he has this one neck Massage technique where you could kind of just bend your neck a certain way. I, I can't describe it on the podcast here, but it's, it's it's been helpful. It's uh whenever I do them for thirty seconds on each side, I feel it releases some of that tension.
0: Okay, well,
1: but sounds good. yeah. So how are you today?
0: It's funny because I'm kind of struggling too today. <laughs> so I guess we're on the struggle train.
1: Taking it back to uh, that old phrase, the struggle is real, right?
0: Yes, especially today. So. Having a little bit of lady issues going on. Uh Uh-oh. I know, but (laughs) hey, it's nature. It's nature. And then also just trying to come off of the COVID booster reaction.
1: Yeah, how did that go?
0: So you know what? So before the COVID booster, I was like, okay, you know, I'm hydrated. I'm drinking water, drinking Gatorade. When I went to bed, I took extra strain Tylenol, slept just fine. I woke up did not feel anything at all. And I'm like, okay, we're going to, this is going to be good. Right. But then like, as soon as the 24 hour mark, I thought I was going (laughs) to (laughs) die. I was like, what is going on? And I was still drinking a lot of fluids, taking Tylenol. And the symptom that I experienced the most, I had severe chills. Oh, like wow. I was walking around the house with like three pairs of socks on, leggings underneath the sweat blanket. I was so cold, and outside it was sunny. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Isn't that the worst?
1: So when like it's a warm sunny day outside, but you have those fever ch- symptoms or chills, and you're like, why is this happening? It's a strange dichotomy of um, how the world seems to just you. You just realize the world just goes on yeah. without you. No, <laughs>
0: because I'm in my house near death and people are like, living their life so in the back of my mind I was like you know what though this is going to help me in the future so let's just go through it be okay so um, yeah I was extremely cold and then fatigued so I was experiencing like the muscle soreness like you just experience or you are experiencing so I do feel for you
1: yeah, that was that was my symptom, was basically the fatigue and the muscle soreness. And and that was fine. You, you know, it just lasted for the day uh until the late evening. But uh it's not, you know, I don't want people to get, be scared about getting the booster. You're gonna probably uh go through some natural symptoms like that. It's different for each person. Like I know people who were like, I didn't feel anything afterwards, and I'm like, well, good, is- <laughs> lucky, I know, lucky you.
0: <laughs> but you know what though? I did read that. I mean, of course, everyone's reactions are different, but the reactions that we've experienced, that's a natural reaction, right? Yeah, it's that's common. Immune system, yeah, immune system responding to it. So it's kind of like, if I didn't have a reaction, that would make me wonder, like, did they just give me a placebo? <laughs> or did you really give me the vaccine, you know? Yeah. So.
1: Well, I know for me, I just want to say to the listeners, it's like, you can make your own choices. We're not here to tell you what of to course. do. Yeah. But, you know, what I will say the reason why we don't have things like polio and <laughs> and mumps Great. and such is because people got vaccinated for it. From so yeah, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you know you have to go get vaccinated, but that's a fact. Is we don't have those things. I know my parents, um, you know, they got the polio vaccine, and you could see the marks on their skin. Luckily, we don't got no marks these days. So it's just, um, it's something that's helpful for society, I would think. But everyone can make their own choice, of course.
0: But yeah, so it took me probably like one and a half days to feel kind of like 80%. Okay. So um, I was kind of feeling like myself and I mustered up enough strength to go out and get something to eat because I was like, I'm not cooking first of all, but I had enough strength to to drive and get something to eat. So I ended up going to this restaurant in Redlands. It's
1: I was going to say the 80%, you, you the 80% was still, uh, that hunger, that drive was able to get you out there.
0: Listen, you know, I'm a thick girl. <laughs> And um, I will drive for some food, especially I knew I wasn't cooking, so I was like, Let me go get some food. And well, she,
1: what Cam is talking about is she's a thick girl, thicc, not her bra size. Thank you,
0: (laughs) you know, I was not really blessed, but the good Lord did bless the backside. Thank you, Jesus. Sure, did (laughs) so, yes that's why
1: that's why all these men got uh kinks in the neck like me turning around trying to look at that booty you know
0: what if you don't (laughs) have me an extra
1: (laughs) But yeah you're gonna tell us about a restaurant
0: i went to cope house in redlands so shout out to downtown redlands it's actually a cute little place um my friend suggested that we go and they do have outdoor seating because that's always like the first question that I ask. Do they have outdoor seating? Because I'm still not comfortable eating indoors. Mm-hmm. But I do like the ambiance of, of dining outside. Like alfresco kind of reminds me of a European thing because I know that's common. <laughs> out there.
1: Well, and we did it too.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> <Bougie>. <laughs> but the outdoor seating was really a stretch though, because their outdoor seating really consisted of one table that set two people and then bar style seating, where you can sit at the bar and kind of look out toward the alley. Uh-huh. So anyone that's been to downtown Redlands, the specific alley I'm talking about is with the umbrellas and they have like a lot of murals painted. And then in the alley, they have entrances to different bars and lounges and restaurants. So Cove House is located there. And so when we're sitting at the bar area outside, you get a lot of opportunity to people watch, right? So That's a
1: fun activity. I love doing that.
0: It is, and I try not to stare or anything, of course, but I mean, it's cute, though, because I saw a lot of cute outfits, a lot of cute shoes. Um, I saw a couple of uh booties that i was like oh those are cute i gotta <laughs> look those up but in booties as in shoes not these as in oh
1: okay i thought you were looking at people's backsides
0: no! <laughs> as in booties my ladies know what we're talking about <laughs> but it's funny because so in black culture and mm-hmm. happy black history month by the way
1: yes <laughs> <Black> yes happy <laughs> black history month
0: black culture if you see another black person, you know, you do a little head nod, you might even do, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, sister? Hey, sister, just something, right, to acknowledge each other. And so it was funny, because my friend who I was with, they didn't know that that was a part of black culture. And so the first person that said hi to me, it was a black lady, and I said hi to her. And they thought it was, the person who was with me thought it was so weird that I can just say hi to strangers. I don't know. And I had to explain to them that, you know, that's a part of black culture, but then it was funny because then an African-American gentleman walked by and he was by himself and he was, I would say probably in his thirties, but he didn't say hi to me. Right. And so I had to explain then, well, it's levels to it because he saw (laughs) that I was with someone and so he's probably thinking, "Well, I'm not going to say hi to her because maybe the person that she's with is going to think I'm trying yeah. to like get." It up could be
1: her. it could be read as disrespectful, right. right?
0: Well, and then it's funny because another African American gentleman walked past, but he was older. I would say probably <laughs> 60s or older. He says hi to me, and I say hi to him, right? But then I also had to explain to the person I was with that, well, he's older. And of course, maybe his mind is not there, right? His intentions are not trying to get at her or have an ulterior motive, but it's just, I see a young black lady and I'm going to acknowledge her, right? Mm -hmm. Then we had a black family pass by. So it was a lady, a man, and then two sons. The lady looks to me and she says, hi. And I say, hi. And then I happen to glance at the person she's with the guy that she's with and he's not looking my way it's almost as if he's like making it a point not to look at me and then when I take a good look at him I'm like is that David Alan Greer
1: Maybe the the actor
0: comedian David Allen Greer the in comedian, Redlands yes <laughs> <laughs> well for those of you who don't know so David Allen Greer um I know him from In Living Color. In I in think, I,
1: Color. yeah, I think a lot of folk would.
0: Yeah, it was on like, what, in the 80s? So
1: <laughs> no, it was, I believe, 1990s, like 1994, yeah.
0: So it was a really good show. It was funny, but I'm just like, is that David Allen's career? But then I don't want to like, you know, make a scene. And then this person is making it a point not to look at me, but his wife or whoever he was with acknowledged me So it was just kind of like all of these thoughts running through my head, all while trying to educate the person (laughs) I'm with, how Black people acknowledge each other and how there's different levels to it. And this was all before we even got our food, (laughs) mind you. (laughs) So it was a a learning moment. It it was cute. So um, for those of you listening out there who didn't know, um, it is customary for Black people to, you know, do a little head nod and say hi and Oh,
1: know, uh, I could speak to that in the sense that I've experienced that, uh, the friendliness of Black people. And for some reason, they feel my Black vibes, like, yes, I don't know, because people always, they're always head nodding me too, but and then I acknowledge them as well. And I do understand the, that facet of the culture. Um, but I don't know, maybe there's something about me that says, oh, he knows.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, but I mean, if, if you ever went down South, you would think that here is a thing. It's really a thing down South. Because you can even wave to somebody who's all the way down the street and no way back. They'll even have a conversation with you and you don't know the person from Adam. So, yeah. Um, but I do admire that about our culture, just, you know, being nice. And
1: well, that's the thing that people. the head nod acknowledgement is not very common in Southern California. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the instances where you'll see it regularly is amongst the Black community because most people just kind of keep to their lane here.
0: It's like, <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't say hi. You know, tunnel vision. So, and you know, I consider myself a friendly person. So, I even say hi to people, of course, who are non-black or you know, I just say hi. Yeah. There's been times where I have waved at someone, and I thought I knew them, and I didn't. But who <laughs> cares? I'm like, okay, hi.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's funny down here. Is like when you say hi to someone randomly, it usually throws most people off. You know, okay. they're like, oh, what do you want, or why? Why are you, why are saying, you saying? Yeah, hi. exactly. <laughs> It's like, I can't just be friendly. (laughs) Speaking of David Allen Greer, like, uh, I don't know, maybe people will know him from things like, he was in Martin. I don't know if you remember that he was like, uh, what was that character? The
0: poster. Yeah,
1: Reverend Leon Lonnie Love, I think, right? Reverend Leon Lonnie Love. That's actually one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, he was in that. And then he was actually in this show called The Cool Kids, which was only uh, the 2018 TV season. And I actually enjoyed it. It was about four um, folks in a retirement home. And it was him, uh, the great Martin Mull, and Leslie Jordan, and Vicki Lawrence. And people may know Vicki Lawrence from Mama's Family, if you remember that comedy. And way back from the Carol Burnett show, that character came out, and she may have her own show back in the 80s. Um, and she played Mama Harper. But Vicki Lawrence, uh, so when you talk about David, Alan Grier, it reminded me of that show and Vicky Lawrence. And I did meet Vicki Lawrence. Oh, so wow. I'm a long way to just tell you that, but... <laughs>
0: I was, but, like,
1: uh, going down the rabbit hole, I was like, "Okay," but I do, I just wanted to say that when I met her, she was like the nicest person. And what happened with that was. I happened to be in this hotel that she was at and she was doing a press conference for her show at the time. And um, I wanted to approach her to ask her for a picture because I am a fan of hers. And I grew up watching her because my parents watched the Carol Burnett show. So I knew who she was and I watched her other works. And and as I approached her, a security guard wanted to wave me off. And she ran up and she said, oh no, if he wants to say hi, he can say hi and take a picture. There we go. And I was like, "Thank you, Miss <laughs> Vicky Lawrence." So you know, it was really kind of her to be able to do that, wave the guy off, and um, go ahead and do that for a fan. And I do want to say, with the uh, passing of Betty White, R.I.P. Miss Betty White. Um, but they did have a special uh, uh, for honoring Betty White the other night, and. Vicki Lawrence was talking on the special and just, you know, also reminded me of seeing Vicki there as well. But she knew Betty White fairly well. And it was um, very nice, a special honoring Miss Betty White. But yeah, so anyway, that was my Vicki Lawrence story. Very oh, sweet lady. Thank you for
0: sharing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing. Well, yes, um, definitely rest in peace to Miss Betty White. And then that also um, reminded me I wanted to send peace and love in light to Regina King on the passing of her son. Oh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but yes, yeah, thank you, David Allen Greer for prompting <laughs> this conversation. So if that was you that- um,
1: Walking in downtown Redland.
0: <laughs> in the alley by the umbrellas, <laughs> like, hi. But yeah, so dinner at Coke House, um, it was interesting. So, I mean, I just stuck with I wanted a burger, I was craving a burger because I hadn't eaten much substance up until that point. So Mm -hmm. I wanted something heavy. So I was like, all right, get the Coke burger and fries. Um, And that's just their signature hamburger comes with avocado and bacon and cheese. And I ordered it medium well. And usually medium well is like a little bit of pink, but this was a lot of pink.
1: Oh, that's my preference. I like my steaks rare.
0: (laughs) And so I was like, uh, you know, and especially now because of of the COVID environment, you know, I was like, I'm not going to send it back, but I just, you know, ate it. I kind of bared through it, but it was a little pinker than I'm used to. (laughs) But I did want to also mention uh, the starter, the chips and hummus. So, you know, when you usually see chips and hummus, what do you think will come out?
1: Well, I'm accustomed to either coming out with, like, uh, pita chips or some kind of uh, bread, pita bread, maybe.
0: Okay, this was actual potato chips. And I believe it was Lay's potato
1: chips. (laughs) (gasps) Talking about they gave Lay's potato chips with hummus.
0: But not only that, it wasn't even, like, a side of hummus and a side of chips. No, you got a plate of hummus. And then you had individual potato chips stuck in the hummus oh no half your chip was soggy and then the other half was crunchy
1: so they were treating this like a shrimp cocktail is that what i'm hearing
0: the plating was not even as pretty as a shrimp cocktail (laughs) like it was a plate hummus smeared on the plate and then just random potato chips sticking out of the husband maybe
1: somebody in the kitchen brought their child to work and said make a plate
0: I was like, okay, this is different. But again, because of the COVID environment, I know that servers have a difficult job. And going off on a little tangent, my first job was KFC food service. So, I mean, I know how it feels, right? When someone says, oh, this wasn't made right, or this was old or something like that. So I make it a point just to kind of just take what they give me. But I definitely was not expecting actual potato chips and hummus. So... And then um, it was also interesting in the way that we received our bill at the end. So, you know, usually they'll bring out either just receipt, here's the bill, or it's a little black tray with the receipt. Mm -hmm. Well, no, our server had like a little black book, like a little black notebook, but the notebook looked, one, filthy, and dirty. Like (laughs) I didn't want to touch it. It looked like it had COVID. (laughs) But I guess the reason why she does it or she did it that way is because if you look through the notebook and I didn't touch it um the person I was with was looking through it people wrote little notes to her which is a cute gesture but at the same time I'm like why and I mean some of the the sayings in the notebook were cute right like am I really drunk or um, thank you for the service, you're cute, or just things like that. And I didn't see any phone numbers. I thought maybe someone would put their phone number in the book, but yeah. So that was my first time ever experiencing that from a server. Uh-huh. So, but maybe that could be like the, the new thing or something oh, like no
1: I can say that I've been to a lot of restaurants I've never had that myself so
0: <laughs> so yeah I was like all right you know it's a night of firsts I saw David Allen Greer and I got chips and hummus literal uh glazed potato chips
1: and, and you've I- been educating people folk on the <laughs> black greetings <laughs>
0: Definitely um, an interesting night. It was a good night overall. And like I said, I had been feeling not a hundred percent prior to that point. So I was, I was happy I got out and got to try a new place in Redlands. So again, if you're in the Redlands area, it's Cope House Bar and Bistro. And what about you? Have you tried any interesting restaurants lately?
1: Yes. I went to a place I've been wanting to go for a while. It's called the girl and the goat in uh, Los Angeles. And they're in downtown LA. You know, the reason why I wanted to go uh, to them for a while is they they actually originally are from Chicago. And the person who owns that is Chef Stephanie Izard. And she was the first female Top Chef winner of season four. And so, yeah. So once she opened that restaurant, um, I said, oh, if I next time I go to Chicago, I'm going to go check the restaurant out. But then lucky for me in summer, I think it was summer 2021, she opened the LA location so and i finally got to go and it was really i really enjoyed the experience the yeah you know she's won a lot of awards and people talk about her flavors and actually if you yelp her the la location people will talk about how um the experience mostly is very positive, and uh, so she really doesn't skip on the flavors. And but she does draw from global flavors from all over, all over the world, and you can tell uh, because some of my dishes there were a mishmash of flavors, but they all worked. They were complementary to one another. Um, but yeah, some of the things that I really enjoyed, what would I say? I enjoyed the pork liver mousse. And it's not for everybody, but I do like, <laughs> I do like my mousses and faguaras and such, uh, my fatty, livery material. Um, but... It melts it,
0: in your mouth fat.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really does. Uh, I mean, it came, and then she served it with um, some biscuit crackers and these fried crumpets, which are like a, a fried bread, basically, like a biscuit. And it was a bit, it was a bit oily, but really buttery. Mm-hmm. And um, it came with some pickled persimmons and blueberry mustarda and... What the masada is, I think it's like a northern Italian condiment, and it's usually made of a candied fruit or mustard flavored syrup and a mustard flavored syrup. And it doesn't sound good, but it tastes good. <laughs> so I'm when you. Sure it was
0: good. And yeah. I see that she has over 500 five star reviews. So I'm pretty sure what you ordered was delicious. It sounds yeah. delicious.
1: But oh, but I forgot to mention before I started with uh, the liver boost, we had the roasted oysters, and they were absolutely delicious. Like the texture was nice just kind of like smooth on the palate and just kind of Ooh. yeah it was really it good and just like suck it down you no know, and this uh, it had, normally <laughs> normally you would but you know these are bougie oysters <laughs> so they, them. <laughs> they came with a, a, a baguette that she uh and then you kind of put the oyster on the baguette and you eat it kind of like a little appetizer you know uh like a biscuit appetizer cracker appetizer something like people are familiar with mm-hmm. but and it came with a little sauce that you could sprinkle on there but just that the heat and texture of the oyster was really nice and flavorful the extra texture from the crunch of the baguette was really good so the whole i mean the only shame about that dish is it only comes with two oysters and i'm like oh
0: no are they um, at least a good size
1: um they're not huge but they're not oh, they're not tiny they're just
0: that's uh I, it really that's that's, definitely a starter <laughs> that's
1: really how i felt i was like because once i have because you know there are two of us dining and then one oyster each and i was like wait i need more but then they're like just for the two oysters it was seventeen so dollars i'm like do i want another seventeen dollars <laughs>
0: like mm, no I'll put that toward my entree <laughs> yeah.
1: so I mean but I enjoyed that and then the we had two entrees and one was the the beef short rib and yeah I would short rib. yeah it wasn't terrible but I must say like uh, you know she used Korean foot profiles on that and mm-hmm. beef and beef short rib is a very common dish in Korean uh, barbecue and so I believe that you could get better beef short rib at a Korean restaurant or a Korean barbecue, but she the flavors are really good. She um gochujang, which is a Korean hot paste, and uh, apple. She, there's a side of apple cucumber salad. But um, again, I it was a it wasn't a terrible dish, but I wouldn't say it's highly recommended. Mm-hmm. But what I would recommend is the sticky glaze. Seventeen dollar or... <laughs> Yeah, well that. But yeah, yeah. It depends on how many you want, but. The st- the sticky glaze pork shank was really the presentation was beautiful, and I will post that at Bougie Booze, uh, our Instagram at Bougie Booze.
0: Follow us.
1: So yeah, so you'll see what it looks like when I'm talking about. But the it was like on a nice cutting board, kind of like people would have on charcuterie, mm-hmm. and then this big pork shank leg on there, surrounded by um, sides to go with it, such as um, what it. She had some sauces like hoisin mayo and hot mustard. The fresh naan bread, like from India, she had a couple pieces of naan bread for you. Which should have
0: been on my chips and hummus plate. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Naan would
1: have worked better for sure. (laughs) Then there was lettuce cups. So you could like make your own pork shank lettuce cups or naan sandwiches. So it was a nice little entree. Well, actually it wasn't little. It was like a lot of meat on that shank. So a very delightful dish, I would say. I would eat that again. But it was odd because you had these Asian flavors with the shank that was basically like Mediterranean flavors. So it's a little mix of everything, but like, again, her inspir- her, she pulls from global inspiration. So, and you can taste that and see that in the menu. Ooh,
0: that sounds good. I'm looking at her website and I'm looking at pictures of the space and I like all of the open lighting. It's a mm-hmm. lot of like natural lighting and then a lot of uh, yes, Yeah. So the ambiance
1: said- is really good.
0: Yeah. Well, it's giving like positivity, right? Positivity and enlightenment, and I even get that from her website. It's like you go to the website and you're like, "Oh, wow, this is very inviting and warm feeling."
1: Yes, thank you for reminding me. That's what I forgot to talk about was that that ambiance, that feeling you get there. It's clean. Um, you know, you do get that inviting feeling. The, the so and the 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 hosts and the the staff, they were all very good. Um, and I forgot to talk about dessert because you know people love dessert. Can't go without it. And so the dessert we had was uh, unique to something that I haven't really had. I mean, it was bread pudding, uh-huh. but it was a sticky, tasty toffee plantain cake.
0: Oh, so, yeah. Usually, so, you don't hear about plantain and toffee in the same dish.
1: Yeah, That's exactly. So it was unique. Again, pulling from all these different flavors, global flavors. But there was a espresso mascarpone mousse um and then there's some quinoa in there for that was toasted so you got some crunch from the quinoa
0: okay you normally don't hear about quinoa in a dessert yeah i'm always associating quinoa with like your entree
1: so that you get that bread pudding texture with those flavors, with that quinoa crunch, everything worked really well. And then we added a passion fruit sorbet on the side mm-hmm. and the passion fruit sorbet, they give you a nice big round serving of it. And it was really delicious and intense flavor. you get that sweet tart flavor that you get from a passion fruit and they had some of the passion fruit seeds in the sorbet. Ooh. So it was really delightful to mix that with the um, plantain cake that we had. So.
0: Well good. I'm happy you had a good time and thank you for that beautiful description. Oh, you're my welcome. Is, like watering right
1: But now. you know what's funny is <laughs> as I was talking about it, I saw I was like, What's going on? I'm slurping up stuff and I'm like my mouth was watering. I just made I just did it to myself.
0: Oh, when you uh, <laughs> describe the pork shake. Uh-huh. how big it was i'm just picturing like a big tomahawk like lifted up the uh, tomahawk steak and like taking a out
1: i don't want to get that twisted it wasn't that big but i was surprised how big it was but you might look at it and be like that's not big
0: that's
1: but- what she said <laughs> <laughs> oh she went there <laughs> but you know it's like you know if you do find dining portions are relatively small so Generally, if you see a size like that and find out you're like, Oh, that's pretty big compared to what you're used to. But if you look at that year and you go to like Applebee's you're like, "Hell no, that's not big.
0: <laughs> Buddy. Oh, man. Well, I'm happy that you had a good time and I will add that to my list of places to visit and I see that it's in the arts district.
1: Yeah, and that's I think a fair warning to those who do visit. I mean, downtown LA, there's spots that aren't the greatest, mm-hmm. and the location that the restaurant, the restaurant itself, is very. I'll post pictures of that on Bougie Boots as well. the The front of the restaurant is really nice. The location it's in and the plaza is really nice. But just outside, so if you step off the curb, <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs>
0: maybe that slight left, and you're like, okay, this is where we at now. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, exactly. It's it's like it, you, there's a lot of street parking, but there's valet. Be warned if you're not comfortable in urban settings that you know you might walk past graffiti and things like that. So it's um. Uh, Questionable in some areas, and if you read some reviews, some people they don't fault the restaurant for this, but they do say their car was broken into. And I want you, I don't, uh, but that's probably one out of thousands of cars, but so, but it's bound to happen, maybe. So
0: I was gonna say, I think that's the risk that you take, right, going anywhere, basically. Yeah. Not even just that area, but I mean, that can happen anytime, anywhere. Exactly. I'm happy that you were safe when you went and I'm happy that you had a good experience.
1: Well, I got lucky because I found parking like a block away. (laughs) Get it, get it,
0: get that parking. So, well, and then uh, parking in Redlands, as you know, too, it's mostly street parking or outdoor parking. So same thing where you run that risk of, you know, anything happening. Yeah.
1: Just hide all your goods.
0: Hide your kids, hide your
1: (laughs) Hide your wives, hide your wives, hide your kids.
0: Speaking of hide, hiding kids, I don't know. Have you been watching Ozark season four?
1: No, you know, I that's a show that I have not gotten into. And I, I know everybody talks about it. And I love Jason Bateman, who's in it. But uh, I know you're into it right now.
0: Well, yes. When you said hide your kids, it just, <laughs> uh, I start thinking about, you know, Marty Bird having to hide his family because from season four of Ozark, it's a little intense, getting intense. So for those listening, um, if you're not familiar with Ozark, So it premiered uh, July 21st, 2017. And actually, July 21st is my brother's birthday. My baby brother. Shout out to my brother, Nate. Shout out. (laughs) But the premise of um, Ozark is a financial advisor drags his family from Chicago. That's where they're from. And they go to the Ozarks in Missouri. And so while in the Ozarks, he must launder $500 million in five years to appease a drug boss. So his wife, Wendy Bird, played by Laura Linney, mm-hmm. she kind of like gets involved. And then as it progresses more, like the two kids are recruiting. <laughs> so it's so stressful because you're like, oh my God. Like when you think that they've taken care of one problem, it just keeps on building on top of the other. So then now, season four, part one, you have the son, Jonah, who's played by Skylar. I think his last name is Gartner. And I apologize if I mispronounced that. But Jonah now, he's into laundry, right? And so he's even better than his dad. Oh, laundry. no.
1: Gotta,
0: like he, he knows the software. He knows all of the tips and tricks, ins and outs of it. And his dad really can't <laughs> tell him not to do it right because his dad is laundering money for the Mexican cartel, <laughs> and so but Jonah is laundering money for something else. You know, I'm not going to give it away because there may be listeners out there who want to watch it. So, um, you have Jonah who's like a, a junior launderer, and then you have the daughter Charlotte who is kind of like team her mom. So her mom is also into, you know, laundering and doing criminal activity. And Charlotte's played by Sophia Hublitz. So it's been really good. I've been a little stressed out. <laughs> uh, I did finish all of season four, part one. And then you have season four, part two coming. And that's the finale of it. So after the four seasons, um, the show is over. So, but I would encourage anyone to watch it who who likes that type of a series. So again, drugs, drugs, and money laundering, and, and they have all of these fake businesses to launder the money. And it was just, it's been a really good series, and I'm sad to see it go. But I think it's, it will end on a, on a good note. That's what I'm hoping.
1: You think so? I mean, these people are doing despicable things, and things are going to end well for them?
0: <laughs> I I'm really hoping it does, because <laughs> they've had like the past five years of stressful Things happening to them, right? So now um, Jason Bateman's character, Marty, he's really concentrating on trying to protect his family, right? Like they want out of that lifestyle. And that's the thing, when you start dabbling in that lifestyle, you just get deeper into it. And so you can see the progression from season one up until this point. And so many characters have died in the most gruesome way. But yet I keep watching it. <laughs> and, and when I watch it, I'm like clutching my pearls. <laughs> I don't wear pearls, but if I had some, they would be clutched.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully, yeah. I mean, if you recommend that, I'm sure people enjoy. I know people do because I know people who watch it. I just haven't got around to it. But uh, speaking of people dying to, for more levity, uh, <laughs> I, I would no, I would, I would recommend Ghosts on CBS, which is a comedy about ghosts in a mansion and so you know i think i think it's a hilariously funny comedy it's actually tv's number one comedy this tv season but it's adapted from a british series called the same ghosts and i actually watched because of the american version i started watching the british one too and they're both really funny and but i would you know i would say that people should give ghosts a try and basically the premise of that is is a young new york couple who married couple they uh inherit the the female inherits the house the mansion because she's in the bloodline of the person who the last person who died in the house mm-hmm. and so they go see it and they think it's going to be this great opportunity but it's really dilapidated and falling apart but they decide they're going to invest into it and make it a b and b bed and breakfast um and so what is eventually happens is the young female um uh, rose McIver, who plays that uh, character Samantha, she gets into an accident. Now she can see the ghosts in the house, oh. and so now the ghosts are excited because. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, oh, no,
1: nope, house now, ghosts, Thank you. yeah, you know, luckily they're comedic ghosts because yeah, anyone who sees ghosts, I I don't know. That's kind of a. <laughs> I know. Well, if you believe in the paranormal, I know a couple of people who have actually seen ghosts. or so they have their they have the ability to, and it's not doesn't sound like the most pleasant experience when you randomly see open your eyes in your bed and see a ghost hovering above you. Oh, so <laughs> I don't feel like, uh, it was like down the hall. <laughs> it's like, is it a dream? Is this real? <laughs> but yeah, the the nice premise of this is that because the property has been around for so long, there's all these different types of ghosts in the house. So you, and they've died from different eras and they just have, haven't been able to move on. So you've got uh, a revolutionary officer from, you know, the war, Captain, Captain Higgins, too, I believe. And uh, Brandon Scott Jones plays that character A really funny character as well as I think my favorite, favorite character uh, played by Rebecca was, Saki is um, hetty Woodstone and she's the lady of the man she was a lady of the manor, but you know she she has those old ideals about what a woman should be like and how they should mm-hmm. serve their man and so she has these funny takes on modern society, but she's actually le- grown as a character as well because she's been in the house and she's learned from all these other people who've died in the house but I, you know there's a Viking in the house as well um, there's a, a singer uh, what type of singer is that? Uh, oh, a jazz. Uh, yeah, there's. It
0: was, okay, did I read that it was a jazz singer?
1: Yes, uh, Alberta Alberta Haynes is a character played by Danielle Pinnock, but she's a prohibition era jazz singer, and she is really hilarious too. But so all the characters you get to love them. Oh, oh I can't I can't forget. People are gonna be like, well, but you didn't talk about Pete, and Pete is a, a former Girl Scout leader who died with an arrow through his neck. Oh. Oh, oh so, so the, yeah, the arrows constantly in it. Well, they showed, showed his backstory and it was comedic but sad the way he died. I mean, it's
0: never funny with an really arrow know. in their neck. My <laughs> lord.
1: But yeah, so, but Richie Moriarty does a great job of that character. And it, that's adapted from a British, uh, there actually is a British version of that with it. And he's got a slightly smaller arrow in his neck. The American version, of course, we like to do things bigger in America. He's got a big all arrow through his neck. So. <laughs>
0: Well, I do see that the show has ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm sure, it's a good show.
1: Yeah, it's a clever—it's uh, clever because they're, they, especially if you're a history buff, they kind of bring in the historical aspects of what these characters know and put it into a funny context. So when they say these jokes, they kind of hit harder. But yeah, so oh, I forgot to mention in the basement are the collar—the cholera ghosts. Oh, so. No. Oh, they're the ones like, the yeah, they're basically the, <laughs> that's what they are. They're the, the people, people under the stairs. So, but they uh, they have cholera and they all have like you know distorted or marked faces and mm. because they have the symptoms of cholera. And so the the ghosts who are on the top level of the house are like, yeah, we don't try to associate with those ghosts down there.
0: <laughs> we don't want no cholera, thank you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I, I would recommend that show for sure.
0: Oh, cool. Thank you. Have you been watching the NFL playoffs, by chance?
1: Well, that's the thing. I'm not a football person, but everybody else around me is. And so I can't escape all the news about football. Being from California and Southern California, I was quite excited about one of the playoff games. So, Which but, one was that? Uh, the 49ers and the Rams, right? Yeah. <laughs> but don't ask me who I was going for. <laughs>
0: Well, so congratulations to the Rams. They are going to the Super Bowl. They will be playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Um, so I'm a Chargers fan, diehard Chargers fan. Ever since they were in San Diego, uh, they relocated to LA probably like what, two or three years ago. So my team was not in it, but I will go for a California team, right? Um, I have a good friend, shout out to Michelle. She is a Rams fan. So when the Rams play, and as long as they're not playing the Chargers, I will support the Rams on her behalf. My brother-in-law, shout out to him, he is a 49ers fan. So when the 49ers play, as long as it's not the Chargers, I will support the 49ers. And then my friend, Talina, she's also a 49ers fan. So it's like, I go for my friend's teams, but okay. I am a Charger fan. So the game with the 49ers and the Rams, I was neutral. Because I didn't want to offend anybody that I knew, and it was a good game and it went down to the wire. Yeah, um, I saw it.
1: So exciting!
0: It was really exciting. Um, I know 49ers are really pissed that they didn't make it to a Super Bowl, especially on something like a fumble well, not a fumble, but I guess yeah. uh, an interception. So, well,
1: uh, and also I know because I kept saying is that the Rams had never beat the 49ers in the last six games that they had played. So that's really disappointing for the 49ers. <laughs> you
0: with your football fan. I uh, know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then also for the 49ers QB, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, it's speculation that he will no longer be playing in San Francisco. So we'll see next season how uh, that pans out. So, But then also, too, um, I'm happy to see the Bengals make it. I mean, I was surprised that the Bengals beat Kansas City. Um, Kansas City, of course, Patrick Mahomes, he's a phenomenal QB. So I just knew that him and Travis Kelsey, I mean, Travis Kelsey, that's my boo-boo right there. (laughs) Like You my boo, but Travis Kelsey is a boo-boo. Oh, okay. (laughs) But I mean, they're both good players and especially Kansas City going into overtime. Usually when they go into overtime, they always win the game. So I was really shocked to see the Bengals pull it out. So congrats to the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Um, It's going to be a good Super Bowl. Like I said, the playoffs have been really stressful. So again, I've been stressing myself out between watching ozark and nfl playoffs. that's hilarious my blood pressure is probably a little high
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i have to say like going into the rams uh 49ers game that weekend i was in a zoom meeting professional zoom meeting and i was with two other colleagues and the game came up and they were both female and i'm like they're into football and i'm not not that you know it has to be a gender thing but you know people kind of assume things but i don't like sports and they are totally into it (laughs) And one of them was like, "Oh, go Rams!" She had a Ram shirt on and everything. And the other ones, "Oh, I'm 49ers." And I'm like, "Why am I stuck in between this?"
0: <laughs> they got beef. They got like, do not come for people in their teams. So, and I, I am a diehard Laker fan, and like I said, diehard Chargers fan. So I enjoy sports. So I could have a, a good conversation about the sports.
1: Well. I don't want to get too far into this because we'll talk about this somewhere down the line. But I am excited because Winter Olympics are coming up, and I am a big Olympics fan ever since a kid, as I was a child. And uh, I will watch all two weeks of the Olympics. So, what's
0: I've, your um, the sport that you like watching the most in the Winter Olympics?
1: Well, you know that that's kind of evolved. There's a several, but of course, the marquee sport would be figure skating. But then I also enjoy some of the big time skiing events like the moguls. Uh, or the the ski jump where they go off that fr- big, huge ramp and they fly as far as they can. That's really mm-hmm. fun to watch. So,
0: yeah. But, terrifying, <laughs> but, you know, more power to the athletes doing that.
1: So, and then I, too, I think curling looks ridiculous, but I'll watch it anyway.
0: I will. <laughs> saying, like, when they scrub the floor, and I don't even yeah. know if that's the correct term, when they're, like, scrubbing it. And I'm know, like,
1: can it's you, it's you it's please done. do that to the tiles of my house, and my <laughs> bathroom? So, <laughs> I was like... <laughs>
0: Well, funny story, and I will elaborate on this one day in a future episode, but I have been to Nagano, Japan. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, a couple of Winter Olympics ago, I don't know the specific year, but I know um, some of the sports were held there. Uh So, because that's one of, I guess, the snowboarding capitals of the world supposedly they have some really good powder i wouldn't know because i do not snowboard but it did look beautiful <laughs> the snow did look beautiful so i understand why they wouldn't hold olympic sports there.
1: but when, when when were you in nagano
0: i was in nagano i believe that was two thousand. 16 okay 15, yeah <laughs> 16? i'll have to go back and look at some pictures and and um get the correct date for you
1: uh, it, it's been a while then because they had the olympics there in
0: 1998 so, yeah. yeah so well and i've seen like the abandoned um because they built like the actual um stadium for yeah. the winter olympics and i've seen the abandoned Uh, stadium so but i read too that i guess um all of the snow in china for this winter olympics is man-made it's not natural
1: yeah it is and it's putting
0: like i guess a strain on the water supply
1: that's a whole nother topic to get into
0: (laughs) you're like we're not gonna talk about that today
1: we keep we keep things light and airy
0: (laughs) we we do we do
1: oh but what we forgot to talk about because uh, since we know who's going to the Super Bowl,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the other big thing is the Super Bowl halftime show.
0: Oh right? yes, so, yeah.
1: So this one's going to be a good one this year, I think. It's really going to be it's going to be very hip hop centric, but which I don't mind. But you know, we're going to get classic old school hip hop like Dr. Dre. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and then we got Kendrick Lamar, who's going to be there representing the newer school, and then we got you know hey. good old Mary J. Blige holding down those vocals.
0: Hey, lady, <laughs> go Mary, go Mary. <laughs> go Mary. <laughs> hey.
1: But no, it should be a good show.
0: Well, and with the lineup like that, you don't even need any special guests, right? Because what special guests would even? top I mean I guess you know they could possibly bring like Missy Elliott but she's already been on the Super Bowl she has been yeah Beyonce's been on the Super Bowl stage Jay-Z's been on the Super Bowl stage so it'll be interesting if they do have a special guest and if they don't it's like they really don't need it I am interested to see how the show will be arranged right because the show is what like maybe 10 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and you have all of that talent so um, I'm interested to see what songs are are selected and how they arrange them.
1: Well, that's I'm interested to see something like, you know, Eminem's got that song, Stan, with Dido. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is Dido going to come out for a quick second to do that? Or are you going to get Mary to be doing that? (laughs) You
0: know, that would show her range, though. I'm here for it. And Mary's a professional, okay? So, I mean, that would be interesting. But it would be interesting to see Dido, too. I mean, she hasn't been seen in how long?
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I, I mean... Mary's Mary bring a different vibe to that completely
0: and then also um I heard that the Super Bowl dancers so they are being um I guess Fatima Robinson she's the choreographer behind the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and so she is a Black dancer so shout out to her so I'm interested to see how she incorporates her choreography also into the halftime show
1: you know what that reminded me about speaking about Mary taking over Dido, if that did happen, is that, <laughs> that time, uh, what year was that? It was at the Grammys, I think it was like nine, 98 also, where uh, Aretha Franklin stood in for Pavarotti and did and Dorma. Do you remember that? I do not. Oh, it
0: was 1989? 1998, oh,
1: I think. Oh, I was going to say, yeah.
0: 1989, I was only two years old.
1: Pavarotti was supposed to be doing Nessun Dorma, which is a great operatic piece, and he fell ill and couldn't do it. So uh, Aretha Franklin said, I'll do it. And so she actually pulled, I mean, in her own way, she pulled it off. It was really, it's an iconic moment in Grammy history. Yeah, yeah, people should check that out.
0: Rest in peace too. Yes.
1: queen,
0: Aretha Franklin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, I think that's it. I think people are tired of us already. No, that's not true. People can never get tired. People always want more. Yes. There is always want more.
0: So well, of course, we're gonna give you more, but just more so today.
1: <laughs> <a> <laughs> just remember, we you know, we didn't start off feeling right. You guys made us feel better though, I have to yes. say. So. Yes,
0: dedication. I will say I do feel better. So Me I'm too. happy that we both decided to power through. So Uh, Before we get out of here, just remind everyone to please follow us on Instagram. And what's our Instagram handle?
1: At Bougie Booze.
0: Yes. Until then, we'll see you next time. And remember, booze, be bougie.
1: Also, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.